Hello, and welcome back to another Fact Podcast. I'm Dr. Fred Clary, founder of Functional Analysis Chiropractic Technique, a chiropractic technique based on breathing and movement. Where Merry Christmas 2021, I thought I would do a Christmas edition, probably do another one, another podcast this week too, another little recording, but I was having some conversations with the patient um, just the other day, shout out to Richard, and some amazing words came out of that conversation from both parties, and it it just really hit me. I've done this uh, type of podcast before. Um, basically, we're talking about finding your tribe, finding your people, finding your culture, um, finding the group of friends and colleagues and family, creating your own family that support you, you know, physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, and, and just not supporting, you know, bad habits, but supporting good habits. And I have trouble trying to title this one is, you know, so I thought I would just throw it out there and, you know, what kind of title I should have for this. But basically, you don't want to be the best athlete in the gym. You don't want to be the strongest person in your gym. You don't want to be the smartest person in your gym or your school, sorry, the smartest, most intellectually um, gifted, brilliant person at your work. And uh, you don't want to be the most uh, socially and patient and morally sound in your house. Now, of course, people say, well, you got to be a leader in your household. Well, a leader is not good at absolutely everything. That is why usually two humans come together or more and they form a family and each person contributes to the greater collective whole. And that is a nice uh, model uh, for society. So hopefully you have a neighborhood, a suburb, a city, a village, a state that is like that, where everyone comes and contributes a little bit to the collective whole. And I'm not going to get into the politics or the sociology of all that, but I was just thinking the other day, that, you know, you really are, and there's studies out for this, if you want to look it up, but I'm going to throw a ballpark out there. You really are the average of the five top people you spend the most time with. So if you sit down and just write down who you spend the most time with, and you'd be surprised, some of you out there, it's not your spouse. You're working five, six days a week. You come home, you grunt, you eat a little food, You may have, you know, 15, 20 minutes, half hour conversation. You watch a little boob tube, which includes who you're spending your time with. And then you go to bed and do it all again. And when it comes to the weekend, you know, you may have some conversation over breakfast, run to church, mow the lawn, all those things. But you're still not having one-on-one time with those people. You may spend more one-on-one time with your colleagues or your coworkers or your employees or your boss, your employer. So, you know, you have to start thinking, who do I spend most of my time with? Because I am the average of the top five. So it's, it's real interesting. You know, um, with the lifting, you can do the numbers that way. 
You know, you always want someone slightly stronger, at least in one lift, in one way. They're more in shape. They have better body composition. They're a bodybuilder. You have a power lifter who can outdo one lift or the other. Um, but you really want to spend more time with people stronger than you. And unless you live, like, you know, far off land, you're going, you know, you're going to peak and, you know, never go above that. Meaning, if you live in outskirts, you know, let's say Nebraska or North Dakota or South Dakota, and you're training yourself in the gym and you're the best athlete, triathlete, powerlifter, weightlifter, volleyball player on your high school team or college team, there's no one to push you. You have to be around people that push you all the time. And if you're smart, you'll be aware of that. Now, if you're stuck somewhere where, you know, you're the best at seven skills in your sport and there's other players that are good the other three you will focus on your weaknesses your weak link in your in the chain breaks first you will focus on your weaknesses and you know really okay what does this person do that makes them good at this what does this person go and that will strengthen you and that's a good team where someone's constantly working on improvement you know Constant and never-ending improvement, C-A-N-I, canny. Constant and never-ending improvement. Now, that goes spiritually, socially, religiously, whatever you want to say, in every area of life. And once you, you know, don't accept that you could be wrong or that I couldn't improve in this area, then, then you're lost. You're just absolutely lost. This pandemic has proved it. We have people who have not, couldn't even spell the word ribosome, you know, two years ago, telling you that I want to take a gene therapy that changes how my ribosomes have acted since the, you know, we stood upright and came out of the trees from Africa um, as a hominid. And they don't even know what a hominid is. And they're going to tell me about biology. Or they'll say, well, I'm smart. I should understand this. You know, I have a mathematics degree. Okay, maybe you could. I have, you know, sociology degree. I have an architectural degree, engineering, all this. Well, that that's the hoops you jump through to get those licenses and everything else. And then we get stuck in our job and we're hanging out, say, with architects all the time or engineers or electricians or plumbers, carpenters. And you become very good and refined. Iron sharpens iron. Like sharpens like. And you become very good, say, at be in your lane. Well, if you're not studying biology and viruses constantly, if you haven't been, if virology has not come out of your mouth for the last, I don't know, 30 years, 40 years, 50 years, 10 years, if those words didn't come out of your mouth to two years ago when you saw them on TV and got scared, you're not an expert. You can't be because you haven't read enough material. You haven't had first world experience. You don't know what an electron scanning microscope is. You know, you've never, you know, sprinkled platinum on something to make some of these microscopes work. You've never studied inside the cell to your head hurt. You've never studied viral replication, positive strand DNA, negative strand DNA, yeah, excuse me, RNA, positive strand RNA, negative strand RNA. You never studied DNA viruses, double-stranded DNA viruses, DNA loops. 
and if you haven't studied how these things work and just the epidemiology of it, which means how diseases affect the public and their spread and the statistical, vital statistics of it, you didn't even know about coronaviruses that you've already had in your body, in your house right now. So you are the average of who you spend the most time with. Now, here's the thing. Sometimes that's not a human. It's the TV. So if you're watching CNN and they're scaring you, that changes your viewpoint. It's influencing you. You are the average of the top five people that, that influence you day to day. And sometimes those people aren't even real or they're in New York and you live in Minnesota because you're watching TV and that's important to you. So that's something to think about is like what influences you? Who influences you? You know, what is, what am I putting into my head? I always tell my kids, you know, if you, if you want to be a better person, stutter you better, better people. You know, I like biographies. I like autobiographies. You know, Teddy Roosevelt's a, a big one for me. And there's a lot of biographies on him. And you can get some of his speeches and read. And yeah, the political, the political winds have changed. And these situations, you know, where, you know, he, that these politicians, at least Teddy Roosevelt was talking about a change. But you get the flavor of the man. If you got recordings, then listen to them. Listen, read their personal letters, their diaries, so you can figure out what kind of person that is. Let that good stuff influence you. You have to let the good stuff in. You have to let the good stuff in. And maybe that's, uh, that's a character issue. But we're seeing through mass hallucination, hysteria, whatever, we're seeing a shift in our society. The Omicron uh, variant came out. We know it mixed with two, two, uh, co uh, coronavirus endemic, human coronavirus, 229E, which we've all had, most of us have had, um, that's on your kitchen table right now. It's probably in your lung or airway right now, but your immune system's fighting it. It mixed with it through antigenic shift, and boom, you know, we got something that's less, less virulent, that means less harmful, less pathological, but it's contagious like a 229E 70 times. It's the common cold that if you go home and your little kid or one kid has a cold, everyone in the house is going to get it because it's highly contagious. But yet you have people, and we've never, ever gone after the, you know, 229E or OC43, HKU1, NL63. We've never, you know, thought about fighting them besides it was a common cold. Take your zinc. Have your chicken noodle soup. Get some rest. You know, it's cold. And now we're scaring people like, oh, we have to flatten the curve. You can't flatten a curve on an endemic cold virus. Everyone gets it or has it in their body. That's how these things work. Now, unless suddenly in the last 20-some months that all, of, all, all scientific fact has dropped, then this is what we go with. And if you actually read the literature about COVID-19, Delta, you know, this new Omicron, it's all out there. The research is out there. They're saying it. But yet, when, the, uh, when you're not reading the research literature and you're just summarizing it on TV, and even these public health officials who say they have degrees, and I know they have degrees, that's being sarcastic, but they're, they're like, oh, we just don't know. We do know. 
we have hundreds or thousands of people infected with it. A couple thousands, a good research study from a broad spectrum of people. And no one's getting hospitalized except those who would have got hospitalized if they went to the garden, got pricked by a rose thorn and got a little bacterial infection because they're compromised. So, and again, you know, they tailed it with like an antiviral drug that has 90% effectiveness. Your immune system against 229E has probably 99% effectiveness to keep you from dying. Unless any cold would have turned to bronchitis and then community acquired pneumonia. And we didn't even bother to come up with, you know, what the bugs were in your lungs. Uh, so what am I saying? You are the average. You are the complete median. You are, and median is not an average. Um, you are that mean, that median, that halfway point, that mixing of the top five things that influence you daily. Could be a newspaper. It could be online. If you're watching TikTok, if you're watching, you know, Facebook too much, those, those things influence you instead of real people that you see every day. Maybe you need to go out and be influenced by nature. Maybe you need to go outside and see that there's not bodies in the street. Maybe you need to go to a strongman event like I did where, you know, there's probably 300 people in that or more. I took a picture of it, put it on Facebook or more. It's a great turnout for an amateur strongman local event. Fantastic. You can see everyone, you know, the cheering and camaraderie and all that no fear no one's afraid and we don't get into who's vaccinated who's not vaccinated because we know the vaccine only works for pre-delta variants and pre-delta um, COVID-19 that's what it means it does have some effect because delta only has a couple amino acid mutations on its S spike but of course Omicron has 30 it's changed completely guess what not so, not so vir not so strong against it. Well, we're showing studies because it's not strong to start with. If you give if you give the the shot to someone who you know, excuse me, if you give the the virus, the Omicron virus, to someone who has all the boosters and all the shots, people who don't, people that half of them make a bunch of control groups, everyone turns out the same because it's a common cold. They're shocked. They're shocked that, you know, Omicron doesn't go to the lungs. That's right. That means it's not dangerous. You're just going to have a lot of snot in your nose and your throat, sore throat, sneezing. It's a cold. Wow. Wow. Isn't that great? So, but you've been influenced. You've been influenced by what you watch, what you digest every day. You are influenced by who you hang around. Make sure the people that you choose to be around lift you up for the positive, push you onto more positive activities, and help you be the most successful human being you can. You can choose those. I always say there's like a major and a minor time that you should spend with people. 
And that doesn't mean someone's not a creation of God and has a soul. You know, when I say minor time with someone, minor person, I'm not saying that. What I'm saying is you need to allot your time. If you have someone who's a Debbie Downer and they don't want help, you can't get them turned around, and they're always negative, why are you spending time with that? You ain't time for that. Because if their personality is stronger than yours, you're going to be sucked down that, that toilet bowl. You're going to start spinning. When someone's being flushed down the toilet and they reach their hand out, a lot of times they're not reaching their hand out for help. A lot of times they grab your hand and pull you down with them. That is human nature. That doesn't make them evil. That doesn't make them bad. But we become the average of the five people we hang out with most. And when someone's really hurting, they want them to feel it too and to be hurt. Now, hopefully someone's smart and say, hey, they talk to someone, give me some solutions. But a lot of people just want to vent, 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 give a narrative. Oh, I feel better now. Yeah, but you just pulled me down with you. And a lot of times, you know, when someone comes up against someone successful, they're like, oh, look what he did. Oh, he's doing this. He's doing this wrong. He must have cheated to get his money. You know, he must have stole. Oh, he must have did this. He must have did that. All these negative things is saying, wow, clapping. That's fantastic. I'm glad I hang out with people who just clap and cheer people on. That, that changes everything. And when I get around the negative Nellies, I just like, nope, nope, can't do it. Sorry, Karen. I can't, get a, I can't deal with that kind of attitude. Because there's always something on the other side. There's always a, a way out. Find people that can help you help yourself. Constantly look. Look. Refine yourself. Get as many major people around you as you can. People that push you. Don't be the smartest person at your school. Don't be the strongest person in the gym. If you can help it, get a bigger gym. You want to create a culture around you where everyone is constantly striving for success. And when you start doing that, guess what? You'll change your life. Right now, everyone's feeling very good collectively, the scared people, because they can scare each other. And there's, a, there's an oxytocin bump. This is neurological. This is neurochemistry. Sorry, this is not some spiritual, moral, ethical thing. It is a psychological test. But you get a bunch of scared people together with masks on, and they're all scared about this and that. It's amazing. Not only does the immune system get suppressed by the stress hormones and anxiety hormones and fear hormones and chemicals that the body releases, so they're going to get sick anyway. They thought, them, they, they thought themselves into illness. But also, ready for this, they get an oxytocin bump. They get a serotonin bump. They get a dopamine bump. That's the same ones you get with intimate relations, all right? And if I can, this is supposed to be PG-13, but I'll use the word orgasm, right? They get the same chemicals released in their brain that they have with intimate relations by being scared and hanging out with other people scared. And it's like, the sky is falling. Yeah, the sky is falling. What should we do? The sky is falling. Do this, do this, do that. That's what you need to do. And those other people, by hate, they're getting a bump. They shouldn't do that, but they haven't died yet. They haven't died yet. Well, a lot of them have been tested a zillion times, like me, have had 
blood drawn, no antibodies because my T cells kill it before you have to go to the second line of defense, your B cells to make an antibody over and over again, over and over again. Now, again, I wake up in the morning and start thinking about how can I tune up my immune system? And I can't wait for this to be over so I don't have to worry about that every day. Some of you have never had that thought of what can I do today to make my body, my biology stronger? You haven't thought about exercise. You haven't thought about your diet. Hmm, should I have eggs today or should I run to Mickey D's, McDonald's? Hmm, I don't know. I think I'll run to McDonald's because I'm being lazy. And they don't realize that laziness, being a sluggard, laziness lowers your immune system. It teaches you that you don't have, it teaches your unconscious mind that you don't have the energy to control your environment. When we put people on the moon, we, we have computers, we have, net, we have Netflix, we've, we've drilled holes through mountains. We've put tunnels under the water where we put cars. We've done, we make skyscrapers. So human ingenuity is fantastic. And you're telling me you can't strengthen your immune system by eating some things, popping a couple of zinc D, thinking happy thoughts, trying to stay positive, you, and really controlling the five people or five things that influence you most day to day. Think about it. And try this challenge. I'll give you a 30-day challenge. For 30 days, don't whine, don't grind, don't complain, and don't have any fear. Now, yes, if you get fired from your job, you're going to have some fear. But try for 30 days to put the most positive things around you and see what happens. See if you don't have a better day. A better day at work, more, more job opportunities, more opportunities to climb the ladder of life success. Try it for 30 days. Try it. You'll be shocked. You'll be shocked, one, if you even have the energy, you don't have the energy to do it at all. That should tell you something. Two, see how long you last. Some people last two or three days on my challenge, maybe a week. And three, people who make it through... They usually just thank me, and they totally change their lives overnight. It's not overnight. It's a lot of work. But imagine, try to change what you think about most of the time. And if you think about fearful things, then your body's going to react to it. Whether or not you can open your eyes and walk outside and see it's not the truth. The sky isn't falling, and biology always wins in the end. Whether you're trying to create pathology in your life or physiology in your life. And this is but another fact podcast.